those on your headphones. I wish we could keep. I wish we could keep everything that was just said right there because that sums up what we've been talking about before this podcast even started. We can't though. No. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Beatex Smith and Steve Mix. Beatex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacards. The Megacards. Mega cast! Mega, mega cast! The Ted Smith, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Steve. Yeah. We're, we're feeling great right now. That's the Christmas edition. We got the Christmas tree. Second annual Steve and Ted go get a Christmas tree for Ted Tome. Yeah. Just two days before Christmas. We went to the same spot. We did. Guy wasn't nearly as drunk. <laughs> no, he had a new friend. Different guy. For those that don't remember from a year ago, and I'm very disappointed if you don't remember. It's a great story. You know, we're at this point now where we're so upset with our listeners, we might just spoil Star Wars. Steve, we are not saying anything. And there is no biz on this rag. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say we have the greatest concept for a podcast ever that we won't do because we're not dicks. Right. But we really want to do it. The idea of spoiling Star Wars for everybody, and now, full disclosure, I saw it this morning. Ted hasn't seen it, but before I even finished a sentence, he, he's like, I know the spoiler. I don't care. I really want to share it with the world. And don't I'm put like, this on me. And I, no, and I 100% agree. Right. It's Now it's like, because we've been joking around, just like, P.S., blah, 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 seems like the ultimate, just like... D thing to say to somebody. And it's like a, there's like a double, it's like not only can we spoil it, but then there's like that double whammy moment. And on top of it, uh, for those that have seen Star Wars, I think you understand the struggle. Yeah. Because it's like the ultimate amount of power. I, don't, I did not realize having the ending to a film or a moment in a film wields so much power. Yeah. Well, and part of it too, I was saying this earlier, I'm just. I'm over the Star Wars stuff, man. Yeah. Like everything that's like, oh, look, this person wore costumes. They're awesome. Or these nerds played with toys in the movie theater. So they're nerds. awesome. Right. It's like, come on, man. Just because it's attached to Star Wars doesn't make it cool. Right. And I'm tired of it, man. I got to say, though, the movie is freaking awesome. It, all right. All right. You say that. But also, what did you say today when you explained part of it to me? I did say, boy, what I'm explaining to you right now sounds completely stupid. Yeah. But in the context of the film, it is an awesome scene. Yeah. I get it. I don't get it. Right. I can't. I'm just over it. I get it. It's like some sport. I you understand. Know, you know how you nerds feel about sports oh, sometimes. Geez. Yeah. Just, Ogre's taking over. Just, Terrible Ted in the house. It's the same way with the Star Wars stuff. I'm just like, all right, enough. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Stay off the internet. Well, I've, I've been on the internet, dude, like since Star Wars came out and it hadn't been spoiled for me. Like, the entire time, I'm like, either I have a bunch of cool friends or I'm doing a really good job of staying away from anything that mentions Star Wars. And I didn't honestly care if I got it spoiled. Like, uh, now knowing what the big spoiler is, it doesn't bother me. Because the movie's freaking great. Even if you know yeah, what I mean, happens, it's still a great film. Yeah, I just found out from messing around on Twitter. Well, did, what, how did you, it wasn't like just by accident. What did you do on Twitter? Well, I searched Star Wars spoilers. And then you got the answer. Right. But I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. I found it on Twitter, Steve. <laughs> because you looked for it. But my point being, I'm not going to say things that happen in a movie and ruin it for people. Because I understand it. But it does. You'd like it, to. It, it, I would like to. And it, the whole thing annoys me. <laughs> I know. We got to the point now, like, if anybody wrongs us and like someone cuts you off, just roll your window down and spoil Star Wars, because that would be the ultimate dig. And I don't know if there's ever going to be anything else this big to spoil. I don't think so. Right. So I feel like now is the time, but we can't. Like We got to the point where like, we're going to go get Buffalo Wild Wings after this. And in the tip section, I'm jokingly going, put down as a tip, hey, if you blah, 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 you probably shouldn't see Star Wars. It's a good tip. All right, you know what? Speaking right, of tips, we, we got to get away from it now, because okay. right now yeah. we're just messing around. But it's going to come out. you know it, it's going to slip in there. Yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. Because we don't want anyone in the mega family that's listening to this podcast on the verge of saying, you know what? I can't listen to the rest of this podcast until I see Star Wars. Yeah. 
I don't want you saying that, period. And I just, I don't know, Mega Fowley. I don't know about all these nerds. Younger. <laughs> well, I guess then using the Star Wars theme is not a good idea for push-ups, huh? Oh, sure. What the hell? Kidding. It's Christmas time. And it's a Ludo Christmas. It's time to get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. Let's get 10 Mega Family. Yelling like MCs. Yeah. God, I like the Luda Christmas. It's great. Luda's great. He's got the pipes, man. Did I miss the intro? I said he's got the pipes, man. I thought Ted would go, yeah, man, he does. I took my headphones off for a second to put my hat back on. Oh, so you couldn't hear me in the room? (laughs) Oh, no. I just thought it was like a comment I could like let go. And then I put my headphones on. It was dead quiet. You're just looking at me. As I said it, the music faded out. And I'm like, oh, Ted's going to say something. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm going to spoil Star Wars. TED Talk this week is uh, more about advice than it is uh, inspirational. And what I want you to do, make a family, is I want you to take the high road at dinner this Christmas. <laughs> Somebody's going to bring up that subject, and we don't know what it is. Star Wars. Could be Star Wars, could be abortion, <laughs> could be gay marriages. Those are the three things we talk about at my house. Right, ISIS, ISIL, whatever. My point is, you're going to take the high road, make a family, and we're going to stick to sports. Not Star Wars spoilers, but for you nerds, you can talk Star Wars and do all that stuff. My point is, don't don't get in the, don't get into politics or religion, man. No, keep keep the holiday cheer going. Yeah, don't whatever you like to share on Facebook, do not share in public during Christmas time. Right. Remember, you're real interacting now. These people are in front of you, so when you throw out this bold view, somebody's gonna have a counter. So what I'm saying is, look, this trap is there. This conversation's going to be happening, and inside of you, that little voice, you know, you know what, I can help them both and say something. Fight that voice and say, it's Christmas time, I want some pie, it's a piece of quiet. That's right. And just say, and when all else fails, just look at whoever and go, how about them hawks? Oh, good call, Steve. I mean, when when, when you're, when on the tip of your tongue is that political abortion Star Wars connection that you wanted to make. Right. Instead, replace it with, how about them hawks? Yeah, crazy and, season. Yeah, can you believe it? Who would have thought they'd make the playoffs? Two percent chance at one point. Yeah, and then I'd say after that, you know, you just stride right into, do you want another beer? Yeah. Maybe, uh, hey, do you want some more of this cheese ball? Yeah. Like there, there's plenty of options here. Man, I'm glad we're here doing this podcast. <laughs> helping people out. Helping people out, getting people through their day, not spoiling Star Wars, even though I saw it and Ted knows the ending. <laughs> I've moved past it, Steve. I've let it go. We almost got to the point. We we were egging each other on so much so that we were going to spoil it for Taryn Daly, who's on right now in the other room because we're recording this at night. Yeah. We were fully prepared to spoil it for Taryn until we found out that, well, Ted, you you encountered her to find out whether or not she's seen the film. She hadn't, but she kind of already knew one of the big ones. She, like, I did throw in a couple extra ones just on top of it uh-huh. to make sure I had spoiled it, spoiled it for her. So you kind of spoiled it for her. Yeah. Well, I had some I've given you ammunition, and you're using it already. Basically, yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, I saw that today. Did rest of my Christmas shopping. Had a nice. little bit of a scare at Nordstrom's. Oh. So I ordered something. My wife, I was like, all right, I'm going to get her some nice, something nice. Now, I'm not yeah. getting her the purse. We talked about that on a recent episode of the Megacast. And again, we're two days away from Christmas. Right. Here we so are. These gifts have to be gotten. Right. So I finally realized I should get her some a necklace because she's always like hinted at wanting a, a necklace with some diamonds in it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to splurge. Diamonds are forever, Steve. They are forever. They're a girl's best friend, and it's remarkably cheaper than that purse that she wanted. So I'm like, this is all working to my favor. All right. So I go to the one at South Center Mall after seeing Star Wars, where I now know the ending. And I didn't, I should have spoiled it in there. I mean, hey, do you have this necklace? No? All right. Well, here's the ending to Star Wars. Diamonds aren't real. That's right. 
and that diamond is gone. I mean, they're just carbon, right? Right. <laughs> it's just coal. Yeah. Why are they so fancy and expensive? God, it's ridiculous how much money stupid diamond necklaces are. But so I'll, I go there. They oh, don't they, have it. They sparkle. I know. I, I don't care. Like I have a rubber, I have a, basically a rubber band as my wedding ring. It cost me $20 on the internet. I just paid twenty dollars for a Christmas tree myself. That's right, great deal. You got a wedding band. I got a Christmas tree. It's amazing what twenty dollars can get you. You judge who won that one. Yeah, you could also afford a movie ticket and some popcorn to see a film where you now know how it ends. Um, we're not doing it, Steve. I know we're not. I know we're not. Don't worry, we're not going to do it. I'm starting to get worried. I'm not, I, I, you look uncontrollable over there. I'm a man on a mission, and he I've is. got the power. We both have the power. Hey, we do. All right, so I, I I pay for it and order it at the Taquilla store, and they had to call the the Bellevue store, and they're like, "Hey, this is the only place in Washington that has this necklace that you've decided you wanted to spend a lot of money on for your wife." And I'm like, "Yes, I know." And like even the guy like who was helping me, like he's like he even was like, yeah, "Diamonds are stupid." I'm like, "I agree," but I'm not a girl. Like I look, what you're trying to sell me seems remar like it's like fifty percent cheaper than what I'm buying right now. But it doesn't have a diamond in it, man. I gotta get the diamond for the wife. She likes diamonds. Yeah, well, you know, just, there it is. Right. So she right. Like she's the only one. Right, no, right. They're, like, they're making hand over fist cash, not just because of my wife. In fact, this is the first thing that's a diamond in it other than her wedding ring. So I'm like, this is kind of a cool especially Engagement ring? Yeah. So this is the first time I've bought any kind of diamonds for her since then. But you're a few diamonds in. Oh, yeah. See, it's how it works, Steve. Look at you. Slave to the diamond market. I, I, I know, man. Blood diamonds, man. It's real. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue. Continue your depressing story about diamonds. <laughs> I could just move on. We could go back to Star Wars. I got lots to say about Star Wars, including all the weirdos that were sitting around me. Diamonds are dead, Steve. All right. Let's move back on to Star Wars then. Moral of the story is they didn't. they couldn't find the damn necklace. I bought it already. I show up to the Bellevue right, you store. You ended up buying it at the other store saying, hold it at that store. Right, because they only had one left, so they 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 read my card information to the Bellevue store, who then punched it in, charged me, it showed up on my bank statement. I get there. The lady's like, I don't know where your, where your necklace is. Do you have a receipt? I'm like, no, I don't have a receipt, man. Like... <laughs> I now don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm like my blood pressure. I have a receipt. I don't have one. I have nothing. I have the the, the word of the guy in Tukwila who said that you guys put put it aside in like a special place. She's like, well, where is that special place? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, 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 you know where it is, I'm like woman. I'll show you my special place. Right. I got an idea where the special place is. So then, like, it's where they hold all the diamonds, Steve. That's why they're worth so much. It is just coal. It, it was in a special place. And but she each diamond's held <laughs> by a Victoria's Secret angel inside of a special place. Who's just clenching her butt until mm-hmm. it becomes a diamond. Mm-hmm. For three weeks. That's all it takes? Yep. Three well, weeks. They have very tight butts, Steve. <laughs> and strong muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen the lady trying to be a Victoria's Secret model? It says they won't hire her because she looks like a, a little muscular or uh, masculine. <laughs> who? Is there like a, a bit? Or is like- no, no, no. There's a woman who's suing like Victoria's Secret because she has uh-huh. like the body dimensions, but her face is very masculine. Oh, okay. So she's a butterface. So she can't get the job. She's like, and everybody's like, that's not fair. Are you serious? We're, we're- Right. It's a model. Right. That's like you and I You've now. Have seen this lady? No. Man, right. I've been off the grid. All I've seen is her, Star Wars. I know how Star Wars finishes. Her body, though, is exactly like what an angel is. You know what I mean? She yeah. has the right bus size. She's got like the six pack and so everything. Like, like if they, like if she sent like a uh, a picture and it was accidentally folded by the neck and they just saw the first part, they'd be like, well, we need to get her. Yeah. Okay. Because her jawline just looks super masculine. <laughs> as they say in the article. <laughs> and so people are pissed. I, yeah, some people are. Some people, it's I like, think. That, I mean, that's the thing. You're trying to be a fashion model, so it's like it's all based on your looks, 
Right, it's no different than, I mean, I always rolled my eyes when, like, the woman sued Joey's because they're like, hey, you didn't, you wouldn't hire me because I'm not attractive. I'm like, well, that's just, that's Joey's thing, man. Like, they hire attractive women. Right, Joey's has hot chicks, right, that work there. And generally, they're very nice, too. Yeah. But that's part of the thing, because I always say, like, oh, and they have really good food. Right. Right. It's 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 like, like, yeah. First, it's established, you know what I mean? Like, they have hot chicks that work there. You know, we're going to get chicken wings later. Mm. Talking about Joey's, talking about chicken wings has made me wish that there's no more Hooters in, in downtown. Yes. Hooters would be a nice little treat tonight. I would enjoy some Hooters wings. That'd be a holiday thing. Like, oh, we go to Hooters. And we can tell them that it's your birthday. I mean, it is two days away. You're exactly right, Steve. They do the hula hoop dance. Yeah. And you'll stand on top of that stool. And while you're standing on top of that stool, you'll let everyone in the restaurant know what happens in Star Wars. Oh, that would be awesome. Let's take a break. Mega Cats will come back. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we we're, we're teetering, we're dude. Yeah, I think we got to. Well, we got to cool off. You know, there's there's there, we're both mega hosts. You do what you got to do. Yep, I'm done talking about it. I'm done too. We're moving on. Subject is uh, case closed. Yeah. Hi, I'm Siri. I'm filling in for Grace this week. Grace is on vacation, but the mega cast is not. Ted and Steve will be back. thinking about doing a holiday do-it-yourself home project, you need to come to the Gingerbread Home Depot. From your graham cracker shingles to the front walk lined with gumdrops, we're here for you from start to finish. Yes, I'm working on a little two-bedroom number, and I need to wire it. Where do I go? Yeah, you're going to need multicolor licorice. That's in aisle two. At Gingerbread Home Depot, we know what you need to make the ultimate house made out of materials that look great but are pretty much inedible. Uh, Yeah, I uh, need some spackle for my ginger drywall. You want chocolate or vanilla? Gingerbread Home Depot could even do landscaping. Well, if I were you, I'd go with coconut flakes snow in the front. We could put some nerds for ground cover near the marshmallow peep evergreens and line your walk with starlight mints. Ooh, I like your thinking. Gingerbread Home Depot. More baking, more doing. Let's do this. Then throw it away. December 26th. It's the second annual Ted and Steve Go and Get a Christmas Tree for Ted. Go have a couple beers and podcast. If there was weed in this bitch, I would be smoking some of that. Oh, sorry. I'm getting caught up in all this fun of not answering iPhone user stupid questions. This is Siri, and the Megacast is back. Biatch. All right. Wow. Uh, you know what? Maybe Siri's even saltier than Grace. That's so legit. Yeah, we got Siri doing our stuff right now. It's a holiday treat. I mean, we're verified. We got Siri. What? I mean, what else can we do? I'm, I'm a little afraid in our last break we might have spoiled Star Wars. Are so we have to go back on that? I'm going to have to go back and listen. And if you heard bleeps in the last segment, then we determined that we were spoiling Star Wars. But let's move on. It's a big holiday extravaganza. Please, we gotta move we gotta. on. Every time we told the line, man, I want to say it. I know it's killing both of us. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little Seahawks for a second. I got some audio. Wait a minute. What? I just told you to do this a segment ago. Did you just Seahawk me? Yes. How about them Seahawks? <laughs> God damn it! Like, dude, it's not how it works. It doesn't work. Look, it's working. <laughs> Well, they are on fire. <laughs> Could you believe it? I mean, they had a 2% chance at some point. It's unbelievable what they do. No, I Greg, did you watch the game on Sunday? Uh, yeah. Did you see all the talk about what happened? I mean, when Brandon Meebane had that big sack, I think it was at the end of the first quarter. All right. And the announcers, uh, crap, I can't remember their names. It was Siragusa was on the sidelines. Dick but Stockton? Uh, no, it was Charles... Charles. It was Todd and Charles <laughs> in charge of our days. I, I wrote it down. Hold on a second. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Dick Stockton? 
I don't think so, man. Let me check. Because it should have been Moose, right? It was uh, Tom Brenneman, Charles Davis, and Tony Saragusa. All right, all right. No Dick Stockton. Dude, you sure Dick Stockton wasn't in there? (laughs) I'm positive there was no Dick in there. All right. I mean, I didn't see any Dick in there. Did you? Dick you know, we're going to have to cut that out, too, aren't oh, we? Oh, son of a bitch. Hold on. F ate it. I did that. I did it. Yeah. So there's another bleep. We're not capable of doing this podcast. I feel like I didn't put the bleep in there. Hold on a second. F ate it. F ate. There we go. Got it. I don't think we're capable of doing things with this. With great power comes great responsibility, and we're not very responsible. Yeah, and who said that? Spider-Man. Oh. I thought that was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man. So, all right, all right. Seahawks. Seahawks. Brandon Meebane has a big sack. He does right. his belly roll dance. All right. And and then it just kind of was like a very random conversation that involved him. Some weird things were being said between the two announcers. All right. And I grabbed some of the audio. So here's uh, what happened when he first made the belly dance. Manziel dropped all the way back at the 11-yard line. Brandon Meebane. And, and I'll never be able to unsee... The sack dance. Come on, the big guys can move. My goodness, Brandon Meebane is a heck of a player. Look, Look at that right there. That's the belly dance of belly dances right there. And guys, <laughs> go get it, Meebane. Tony, is that called the belly dance or the boiler dance? It could be anything you want. I like boiler. I like sexy dance. <laughs> I like sexy dance. All right, so I have an idea what his dance is. It's just kind of like rolls yeah. his stomach, yeah. Right, but he also, it's somewhat involving his hips, right? I think there's a little thrusting involved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what that is, is it got oddly sexual for those first two gentlemen, right? And then Saragusa calls it a sexy dance. Yeah, well, Saragusa's a big guy, so yeah. he's like, yeah, us big guys, we get, you know, we're good at sex. That's what that dance is saying. Well, that makes this clip even more entertaining, because then they go back to Tony Saragusa as they're watching the replay, and Tony has written a song that he's going to perform with his mouth. <laughs> Tony, the musical accompaniment, please. Bow, 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 Would you call that a fuel tank? That's a fuel tank for the big boys, man. The big boy fuel tank right there. Dude, you know what that tells me? What's that? Tony Saragusa is a sensual lover. Yeah, he likes that Barry White getting played. In the yeah, room. he wants to take mm-hmm. his time. Mm-hmm. Maybe some oils involved. Yep, a lot of rubbing, probably a lot of body hair. You know, Stone Goose. to take his time. But girl, he gonna get you there. I'm gonna give you that sexy dance. Mm-hmm. My bellies are gonna be rolling all up in this. He'll be screaming goose, goose, goose. Man. <laughs> One more clip. This one they're talking about. They're talking they're about still talking about this dance. Well, now they're talking about other weird stuff, but they're talking about guys being beefy. Oh, wait a minute! I heard this one. I know this one because Saragusa goes. He like the play happens, and Saragusa has to mention real quick that there's like big dudes in the backfield. Yeah, yep. and he's like, "There's a lot of beef back there." And the play happens, and then they're like, "Just so you know, there's like 600 pounds of beef." Strange seeing two fullbacks in the backfield, guys, huh? Yeah, it is. A lot of beef back there, man. If you're wondering, that's 600 pounds of beef and two human beings leading the way. Thank you for that update. I mean, obviously, I remember that because I was like, it seemed weird that he said there's a lot of beef back there. And then he goes, just so you know, (laughs) Tony's not out there talking ass. That is 600 pounds of you in it again, Steve. Strange seeing two fullbacks in the backfield, guys, huh? Yeah, it is. A lot of beef back there, man. (laughs) And they're talking about Tukuafu and uh, Derek Coleman. He's so pumped. Woo! If you're wondering, that's 600 pounds of beef and two human beings. No, I was wondering. The way. Thanks, Tyler <laughs> Charles. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a football thing, but should we call those guys beef? <laughs> but they're like delicious that. animals. Right. Oh, let me get a little brisket when he's done with his career. Strange seeing two fullbacks in the backfield, guys, huh? Yeah, it is. a lot of beef back there, man. <laughs> A lot of beef back there, man. I keep telling everybody whenever I see Tony Saragusa, I go, look, 
You don't know who he is, right? But you know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And he walks into your restaurant looking like Tony Saragusa, like on the sideline with a button up and shades on. Although he had a, uh, a, a, a like an ugly Christmas sweater on this last game. All right. Well, usually yeah. he's got on like right. a button up and shades. Yeah. The saying, Super Bowl ring. Right. Like that guy walks into your bar. It's like, all right, get him a booth. He's going to order a bunch of booze, mm-hmm. a bunch of food. He might be a little loud, but he's still going to tip well. Some of that Tony Sarah Grey Goose. <sighs> Sorry. No. <laughs> I like it, man. I mean, I like bad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we might be the only two. No. People who are listening to us two knuckleheads probably are okay with that. Tony, Sarah, Grey Gooses. <laughs> Can we get two of those Tony, Sarah, Grey In your Gooses? defense, one time I went to a wedding from my buddy DB, and his dad's name is Jack. Uh-huh. So then after the reception, and like we were at a bar afterwards in the hotel, we're getting wasted, and I kept, he likes Jack and Coke. So I was like, yeah, I'll take a Miller Lite and he'll take a me and Coke. <laughs> it seemed like a great joke the whole night, Steve. And I bet you used it all night long. All night. To like four in the morning. Like that they had awesome. closed the bar. They're like, you guys are cool. It's like, yeah, we are. We'll take another me and Coke. Yeah. It's like, you know, besides the me and Coke thing, the guy seems all right. Yeah, I'm enjoying his company, but he keeps dropping the same damn joke every time. ta da I, I want you to tell us a little bit about what happened in Uber. <laughs> All right. I was like, I'm wondering where this transition's yeah. going. How about them Hawks, man? All right. So me and my buddy Drago, we're going to go up to Mill Creek for a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Steve's seen the pictures. Everybody's yep. wearing pajama pants. Looking good. Yeah. Had on a cool sweatshirt. Uh, there was kids there. There was cookies. I mean, it was a full-on like festive Sunday thing. I had Monday off. Caution to the wind. Mm. So we Uber up there so we know we're going to get drunk. Right. So on the way up there, the Uber driver is a stand-up comedian. Which when you first told me that, I was just like, oh no. Yeah. And he's you're like- stuck in his car. Yeah. And then like he's telling me like, I, I was like, oh, you're a stand-up, huh? Like, am I a stand-up? Like, I host every Monday night at uh, the Neptune. Like, all right. Sweet. Maybe also, people- he's one of those indie stand-up comics. You know. Is that what Monday night is at the Neptune? Well, I'm just assuming at the Neptune- it doesn't seem like, the, oh, maybe, I don't know. i just kind of feeling like it's a hipstery thing. Right, because when we got in, he's like working the crowd, right? And he's yeah. like, well, what do you do? And I go, oh, I work in radio. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I work in radio. Like, I do an afternoon show. Now, my first thought when you said that you told him that you worked in radio was that he was going to come back with, hey, man, put me on your show. Complete opposite, Steve. He wanted nothing to do with it and kind of clowned me on it. <laughs> and my exact words was S'd on it. I was like, oh, you work on the radio? Like, oh, yeah, what do you do? Like, what do you buy? This? Like, no, no, no. Like, I talk. Like, we BS. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, is it supposed to be funny? Like, that, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, there are a good number of people that laugh at the dumb things we say. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. So it keeps going on. It's why we get to stand up and his writing. Uh-huh. And then we get onto the conversation of uh, a podcast. Yeah. And he's like, well, I do a podcast. Like, cool. I do two podcasts. Yeah. You know, besides working on the radio every day. Right. And he's I, I, I do lots of fun things that people find entertaining. Yeah, and funny. And he goes, how long's your podcast? And I go, well, they're each about an hour. He goes, mine's five. Five hours. Why wants to listen to a five-hour podcast? Who's listening to a five-hour podcast? Right, I love Rogan, but at three and a half hours, I got to dip out. I'm good for about an hour a week of Rogan, and it's not because I don't find him entertaining. It's I don't have the time to listen to more than an hour. With all the other stuff I want to listen to. So his is for five hours, right? Who's like, all of a sudden, I'm an a-hole, Steve, Right. I only do mine for an hour. Cause the like, si- a, the, the, like a little punk bitch. Right. <laughs> it's the sign of a good podcast is five hours. Right. So then that's what I said. I was like, well, do people like that? And he goes, it's not for them. And I was like, all right. So like, Who's it for? Right. Exactly. That was the whole white thing. Like, <laughs> what about, we don't care about numbers. Who's Just me we? and my buddy. And then he's like, well, he does it with another guy. Who's like the most, he kept going, the most vicious. He is so vicious. He attacks that microphone like right. none other. It gets everybody. And it's uh, like. He's like Godzilla on the mic, spitting fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. And like something else came up and I said something in again. Like anytime he would ask us and then I'd respond, he just S on it. He just crap on you. Yeah. I almost hope like it was like a hidden camera thing and that's like his shtick. He just clowns. If that up. is, yeah. I got respect for him. Right. But he would have asked for you to sign something because they can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was so awkward. That's right. so ah. And that was the other thing too. Is like right. So me and my buddy aren't huge Star Wars people. Right. So and you it spoiled has, it for him. No, <laughs> no. See, that would have been a perfect guy to spoil it for. But it has C three po C three PO. Yeah. Doing the voice right. So I didn't know this 
see <clears throat> that guy. Yeah, as I refer to him, the gold dude. Yeah, but, and he and he no. was like the gold dude. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's right. He goes, you never seen Star Wars? I go, no. And he goes, oh, are you serious? I was like, yeah. He goes, let oh, me man. guess. Star Trek guy, huh? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. no. Keep guessing. So I go, the gold dude. So either way, the gold dude always finishes si- his sentences with master. Uh-huh. And the guy driving is a big black dude. And finally, my buddy just had it over. He goes, is that thing calling you master? <laughs> Jesus. It was so awkward. And he was like, yeah, that's C-3PO. <laughs> How do you say it? You don't know what I'm saying, C-3PO. C-3PO. Yeah. C-O. C-3PO. C-3PO. Bloop, Sounds bloop. like a rapper. Boop, boop, beep, C-3PO. That would have been perfect for... That would have been the guy that you spoil it for. Like, we've had, we have a mutual buddy we hung out with one night many, 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 many years ago who's yeah. a aspiring. Well, he is a stand up comic. He's yeah. gone on and actually had a pretty good run at it and is still doing it. But when we first started hanging out with him, he was just starting. And it was nothing ends. For anyone out there that is working on maybe becoming a stand up comic, has hopes to do it, nothing, your friends will hate you if you decide to use your friends as practice for your material like they're gonna come a point where they're not gonna want to hang out with you because all you're doing is your shtick and i'm sure and i the guy was actually funny yeah i'm sure it works in a room but it's like we're in the back of a car right going like in between places like this is not the time for stand-up right we're just hanging out man like or or, or we're posted up at a bar at a dive bar well you were getting exact yeah that's exactly what he did yeah having a good time sitting in the chairs they were like low chairs they were wicked comfortable yeah Having a great time. And then all of a sudden it was, I'm going to tell you guys some jokes. And then I remember he challenged us to weed smoking contest. <laughs> yes, he did. And air hockey. Yes. I was did. like, oh, so you want to see who could smoke a lot of weed and play air hockey? Like, game on, bitch. I believe he even told us that he was going to make our knuckles bleed. Yeah, right? <laughs> he was very hardcore. God. Did I ever beat him or did we just never play? We tried playing. Remember I had that air hockey table that was like a Walmart special? It was like 20 bucks. But you're right. That's so weird. I'm going to make your knuckles bleed. (laughs) Right. And it was like the flimsiest plastic. Like it would take you cracking the the, the puck, finding like a jagged edge, and then just start trying to slice on. That's the closest you're going to get to making somebody's knuckles bleed with this this air hockey, quote unquote, air hockey table that I had that like barely even worked. We had to put like baby powder on it just to get the puck to smooth, the, 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 the slide, because the air didn't really do anything. Yeah. You're no. on notice, comedians. Yep. Yeah, dude, if you're a comic, that's awesome. That is a skill, and that is you have a great set of balls to be able to try and be sure. a stand-up comic to tell jokes in front of somebody. I have nothing but the utmost respect. But if you are our friends, or if you are a stand-up comic and you have friends that just want you to be their friend and not like their test. They don't want to be a guinea pig for your dumb jokes. It's in an audience. Right. And, you know, hey, if you want to preface it saying, hey, I'm working on this this bit, can I run it by you guys to get your feedback? Then all of a sudden you're putting your friends in a position of advice. And that, then I think people are like, yeah, cool. But if like you're just trying to slyly sneak in your right. You your suck shtick. me in what seems like a story. Right. And you're just shticking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against shtick. I just want to know when it's coming. Right, so you can be prepared. Yeah. You don't just show up to a restaurant and all of a sudden someone's telling jokes. It's like going to a date without a condom. <laughs> it's funny, I, I was at the Snoop Dogg thing and Hustler Hollywood was next door and there were some people working and they're like, hey, nice. they're like, hey, look, f- free condoms, you want some? I go, I'm good, I'm married. <laughs> That's my line. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and here's the ending to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, when you tell people you're trying to have a baby, that's just like an acceptable public way to be like, I don't use condoms anymore, and, you know, you know what I'm saying. And That's what I get to do, dog. The Wu-Tang song, Woo Baby, I Like It Raw, is my favorite song. Yeah. 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 It's super awesome. All right, why don't we take a quick break? Should we talk a little bit about the Snoop experience? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about the Snoop experience, where I was supposed to meet and interview Snoop Dogg yesterday, and, well, it did not end very well. And yeah. we'll leave it at that. Oh, 
Siri here. I'm filling in for Grace as her robot ass is off for Christmas. The Ted Smith and Steve Miggs need a minute. The Megacast will be back. Even Wookiees need a little love. Have you ever heard of Wookiees fantasy? You don't want to make her angry. Or do you? Call now at 1-900- Fear and Don and the Modal Nodes Greatest Hits. Whether you know them as the Mos Eisley Cantina Band or just those guys with the weird faces and the nose oboe, their music shaped a generation, including songs like... Or this number. And who could forget this classic? Merry Christmas. I know Grace would like to be Ted's. Ho ho ho. LOL. I like this job. I'm Siri and the Megacast is back. Santa Claus is coming straight to the ghetto. Little Snoop and Nate Dog. Oh. Santa Claus is going to the ghetto. You know, I respect Siri being so serious and professional, but. Yeah. Miss Grace? Grace has got a thing for you. Yeah. The robot Grace is uh, big in a Ted. Oh, you know, me and robots, we got a thing. Yeah. Like that one in Star Wars, see what? C-O. C-P-3-O. C-3-P-O. C-3-P-O. C-P-3-O. C- God damn it, which one is it? C-3-P-O. C-3-P-P-O. C-3-P-O. C-3. Why is that so hard to say, dude? I don't know. C-3-P-O. Right? Yes. All right, now. C3PPO. <laughs> no, I feel please. like they're shooting at C3PPO. C3PPO. Hey, uh, PPO. It's an Italian version, C, yeah. of C3PO. <laughs> but he's Italian now from like New Jersey, so we call him C3PPO. <laughs> and it's Sal Skywalker. Right. That hangs out with C3PPO. If you want C3PPO <laughs> and Sal Skywalker, I highly recommend you come down to the pork shop, Steve. The pork shop? Yeah. It's where we make sausages and other pork delicacies. <laughs> well, I don't even know what this accent is now. I don't know either. <laughs> oh, so I got, I got a bunch of accents, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, do you want to work on a couple other ones yeah, while we're here? Yeah. Okay, well, what's next? Well, I have a Russian one. Uh, I, I would love to hear your Russian accent. All right, you ready? Yes. Nostrovia. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> okay. I can't do any accents. I can't do a single accent. That's like my, like you being able to pronounce C3PO, that is what it is for me for accents. Like any, try. What about Massachusetts? Park the car down the house. You want to drink some whiskey in the car? <laughs> That's about all I got. You sound like Bill Burr doing an impression of himself. <laughs> <laughs> drink some whiskey. All right, that's close enough. Some whiskey down in the car. You want to drink some whiskey in the car? <laughs> Look at this guy. Who doesn't like whiskey in the car? And you know who died in Star Wars? I don't know why. Not, see, it's getting worse. Star Wars? Star Wars. Is he saying whiskey in a jar? No, Ma, I think he's saying whiskey in the car. <laughs> he wants to drink whiskey over there in the car. That's Steve. He likes to drink that whiskey in the car. What happened to Steve on Christmas? I'll tell you what happened to Steve on Christmas. Steve showed up after drinking whiskey in the car, and then he, 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 ruins, he ruined Star Wars for everybody. Dressed as Santa. Dressed as Santa. Came in, dressed. God damn it, I lost it. I feel like I can only do it with words that end in ah. He's a wicked pisser, that Santa. He took a wicked piss in the chimney while drinking the whiskey in the car. Steve came in, all hopped up. He was drinking whiskey in the car. You know how he gets. Might have had an edible or two. Tell you, freaking Steve, man. You see every, him over there? He's sleeping. Every Christmas with him. It's three o'clock. Steve's already sleeping. Why do you invite him? I tell you what, I hope she likes him because he's a scumbag. 
There better be real diamonds on your finger. I would get those check. That guy's been drinking whiskey in the car. He's been buying cubic zirconias for years. We all know this is about Steve. You see, we we go to the Victoria's Secret models. We shove that coal, you know where, because of those tight asses. They make real diamonds. And then we drink our whiskey in the car. The diamond I got this year for my wife, I had to get from the manly one. But boy, did she squeeze hard. You know what, Steve? Let's get some of that whiskey in the car. Yeah, and eat some chicken wings. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There's the mega, you know mega accents. Yeah, that's what we got. That's what we bring on the Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> so I, I was supposed to meet Snoop Dogg yesterday. <laughs> I was supposed to do an interview with Snoop Dogg. He was over at Clear Choice Cannabis, a uh, great pot shop over in Tacoma. That place is so sweet. That's the place that hooked us up for the, I have the, one of their grinders, the, the hockey their papers, tournament. yeah. yeah. Found out that their choice is a dope shop. Yeah, super cool people. What's up to the whole posse over there? Everyone's awesome. So Snoop shows up at around three ish, and they're like, originally they thought he was going to show up at four. So I'm like, Snoop, Snoop, Doggy Fizzle, Televizzle. Right, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, the legend from everywhere. Right, like I I was talking like uh, while I was recording a podcast and talking to different people in line, we were talking about like you know the Mount Rushmore of stoners. And or the elite stoners, the celebrity stoners that everybody wants Snoop to smoke. Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson. That's first They're two. They're the top two. Right. And then the other ones could be like some people brought up, like I brought up Cheech and Chong, of course. Yep. You got to respect them. But then Seth another person, Rogen. Seth Rogen, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's a great one. Th- that was my favorite. That was the owner Rogen, of Rogen. I don't think smokes much anymore, but he was a stoner stoner for a while. But he'd be good. Like him and Ari Shafir, maybe do some mushrooms with or something. Ari like still that. does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Doug Benson, but th- those are like second tier. You're right, you're right. But the, but the quintessential stoners are Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. Those are the top two. Yeah. That's elite. That's the Tom Brady. That's the Ben Roethlisberger of right now, I would say. Yeah. 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 I'm Ben Roethlisberger. You want to drink some whiskey in the car? Now I'm German. <laughs> <laughs> I said like Leavenworth German, though. Yeah, bad German. Not full German. Like, but part-time been, employee that's working at Oktoberfest that they told to wear lederhosen and talk German. Yeah, welcome uh, to Oktoberfest. Yes, you enjoy leaving work? Yeah. I'm Sven. <laughs> um, so, get there, waiting. They're like, Snoop just arrived. He, shockingly... Hip hop artist, r- rapper, pothead shows up like an hour early. Which yeah, I, is that different for you, American yeah, rappers? I'm German my, rappers, very punctual people. I remember my first punctual rapper. Um, <laughs> Somehow it makes it seem dirty now. <laughs> like when you say it in a German accent. Yeah, he's a very punctual rapper. <laughs> well, especially when you give that look. Which no one else can see other than me. But trust yeah. us, it was weird. Yeah, he always comes on time. Mm-hmm. Would you like some strudel? That is not cinnamon, but it is sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if we can continue. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. So when people go, do you guys drink before your normal shows? It's like, no. no this is what is happens. This, right? Can you imagine four hours of this? No. I think an hour is enough. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> so anyways, I'm waiting. <laughs> Sorry. I'm told. I'm, so I'm sitting there where Snoop's going to do the signings. And they already situated me, a couple stools for me and Mono Nick. And we got the microphones all set up. The whole, everything's ready. Turnkey. Sit down, Snoop. Talk some stuff. Thanks, good talk. Good luck to you on the rest of your uh, your autograph signing dealio. Well, his guys show up. They walk in. <laughs> dealio. Good. God, I like the way you dropped it in there. That's right. Yo, Snoop, I mean, everything go with your dealio? You got the dealio? Is that all right? Would you like to drink some whiskey in the car? I got that dealio. We got, we got friggin' Snoop here, people. <laughs> he wants whiskey. Get him in the car. It's a Paul, pull that car around. Turn it on. It's cold outside. Crank up the heat. So everything's ready to go. So everything's ready to go. Uh, Snoop's like entourage, his posse, the dog pound. They show up and they're like scoping everything out, checking all the security, dealing with Clear Choice, who had it all buttoned up. Everything was, was cocaine there. Yes, cocaine was there. The rapper. Yeah. So it's corrupt. Well, everybody knows corrupt, but cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's got to like, I'm shocked that you even know who cocaine is, man. 
Keep my ear to the street, Steve. Uh, clearly. Everybody knows that about me. Him and Snoop, buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coke was there, as I call him. I didn't realize you knew him like that, but yeah. that's cool. I mean, I'm not at the Coco status yet, but I'm at the Coke status. Well, everybody's in love with it. Yeah. Uh, so they walk in, and I kid you not, man, there's a guy who walks in, and I. the best way to describe him is imagine Terrence Howard from Hustle and Flow. Terrence Howard. All right. All right so full on, head to toe in red, like a burgundy red velour jumpsuit. He's got a bomber jacket, like with the, the furry hoodie. Yeah. Like the Eskimo jacket draped over his shoulders like a cape. He's not actually wearing it. No. The arms are not through it. So that way you can tell he's got the the velour tracksuit from head to toe. Red shoes as well. Everything's matching except for the coat's brown. And he walks in and he's like scouting everything out. And I'm not even kidding. He walks in and he's just rubbing his belly in a slow circular moan. And one of those. Like, yeah, like. He's just like, just like a teddy bear, just like you know, like like or like a koala bear that's just kind of rubbing his own belly. He's walking around, rubbing his belly, just like, all right, that's cool, yeah, all right, just looking over there. And then he looks over at the table where Snoop's gonna be. They got this clear choice hooked it up. They rented like a sick king's throne, nice, so he could sit behind. Which I thought was like, that's a cool move, nice gesture on their part. So they see I'm sitting in a stool right next to that chair, and this guy who's rubbing his belly, he's, you know, enjoying his velour jumpsuit, looks over and goes, who the F's that guy? And I'm like, oh, man. Who the F is that guy? I'm like, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, no detective, but, I mean, you see a guy sitting there with some microphones. He quite possibly is the interviewer. So, of course, I'm like, hi, I'm Steve. I'm interviewing yeah. Snoop. Uh, Steve, here for the interview. Here to interview uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Lion, Snoop Diddle, I don't know, what, what What should I say? The tall brother? You know, I'm here, can I touch your belly? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, all right, maybe afterward. No, he goes, we'll do the interview after. I'm like, all right. So I get up, and then he looks at my stuff, he goes, take, take your ass and get up. And I'm like, that to me is an absolute no, it's not going to happen. So no. now they take set your us, ass and get out. Yeah. So we get, I take my ass, I get out. You know, I'm not going to piss off Snoop's guy, especially before he's met a single fan. Like, you know, we got, there's like hundreds of people outside wanting to meet Snoop, get a picture, get an autograph. Yeah. So they set it all up. They got all the people like myself and anyone who's like connected with Clear Choice or the vendors or friends of the owner, friends of Levi, our buddy Levi from uh, Lion Pride. Pride. So they're all like, quote unquote, like, I don't know. Like I, I hate saying the word VIP, but VIP. Like they, some of these people spent money, helped yeah. helped pay to ensure that they would get to meet Snoop. So Snoop does all the interviews, flies through it all. He's supposed to be there for a couple of hours. All of a sudden, they're like, "All right, let's close it up." And we're all thinking, "All right, they're gonna get everything situated, and then we're gonna all go in, get our pictures." And I'm like, "If I walk away with a picture, today is a success." I don't know about the interview. Next thing you know, as we're waiting out there, the door opens. And there goes Snoop Dogg. See you, Snoop. Out the door. <clears throat> so I'm like, hey, he's probably on a smoke break. Go over to our buds at Clear Choice. Like, yeah, he just left. I'm like, That's he just, crazy. He just, he just rolled out. I'm like, wow. So, you know, I go on Facebook, and it's unfortunate because some people are trying to blame the Clear Choice guys. And I mean, they had it dialed in great. The security There's grids. they can do. If the guy leaves, he leaves. Right. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, that's probably Clear Choice is probably just wanted to get us all to get here and then get our business and then Snoop can leave. I'm like, no, that's the dumbest logic me, ever. They're pissed too. They want Snoop to be there for as long as humanly possible because the longer yeah. Snoop's there, the more people go through the line, the more people who are like, when in Rome, we're talking to Snoop, we met Snoop, let's buy some pot. Yeah. Like business was good because Snoop was there. Like getting rid of Snoop is bad for business. Right. They wanted him to stay longer. Right. So it blew my mind. It's like these people who are trying to troll. They just want to blame anyone. And it's like, I don't even know if we can blame Snoop, but his security guy sure as hell decided it's over and we're leaving. And that was kind of a bummer because I'm like, I didn't get the interview. And all the people who spent good money never got to meet him. It's a bummer story, man. It's a just, yeah. It's a real. Excuse me. So, yeah, I never got an opportunity to get a picture with Snoop. It's kind of a bummer. Taryn got one. What? Yeah, Taryn got one today. She got, do you know for sure she had a picture? Or 100%. Did she... It's on Facebook. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I know. That, I know. Does Taryn, she, she doesn't care about Star Wars, though. No, I already ruined it for her. 
<laughs> That's my first instinct. Taryn got a picture with Snoop. I'm going to destroy Star Wars. <laughs> I still think that could have been us, Steve. What? Terrible Ted. Miserable Migs. We could. We, we could completely change our images. That's the thing. I think everybody who's seen Star Wars, if they would have heard the podcast that we were doing before the mics were on, while we were hanging out in your apartment looking at your nice new tree. The tree does look good. It does. It's nice and bushy. <laughs> yeah. It's nice and, that tree is nice and bushy. In fact, I think we have a couple people from uh, Fox Sports that want to tell us a little bit about that tree. Strange seeing two fullbacks in the backfield, guys, huh? Yeah, it Got is. A lot of beef back there, man. A lot of beef on that tree. That's 600 pounds of beef and two human beings. Dude, you know what? Leading the way. That tree is beefy. Yeah. I should measure the circumference of it and be like, that's uh, about 95 inches of uh, beefy, in case you're wondering at home. There was a part where Ted and I were putting the tree up, hooking it up to his po- like the post on the bottom, so yeah. that way it's standing. So I'm holding it as Ted's guiding it into the, the screw. And you got to crank the screw in. And at one point, Ted's like, you could ease up on the, on, on the grip I, I, if it's stiff. And I'm like, What? You know, you can like you can let go if it's stiff. Is it stiff enough? If, it, if it's stiff, you don't have to put your hand on it anymore. I'm like, oh, <laughs> kind of goes against everything I learned over the years. Well, yeah, it was an awkward moment. Yeah, it's been an awkward podcast. Yeah, it has a little bit. I feel like it's because we've got this. We have the dark side in us, and we I can't know. let it free. And I want to go eat chicken wings. Let's get out of here. That's part of it too, All man. Right. I can't lie. I think it's time to go. All right, it's close enough. Yeah, we got to be like 13 minutes, right? Actually, we're at 14 minutes and some change. So we're right there. All right, Mega Family, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. I'm dead serious. If you don't have to, don't jump into those conversations. Yeah. And don't spoil Star Wars, even though it does feel like it would be awesome. Except for your, like, 14-year-old cousin, man. Oh, spoil it. Ruin that ass for him. Make him cry, film it, and send it to us. Yeah. Cry again, Henry. All right, let's get to like a player would do Remix all the Christmas carols One, That I'm playing for you Yeah We lost it Is it C3 what? C3PO Yeah Oh